Welcome to the 5G Powered Use Cases of the DoD Series Part 1 Industry and Military Collaboration Podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The military often looks to industry to collaborate on cutting-edge solutions and technologies to help further their modernization mission. An example of industry and military collaboration can be seen at the Marine Corps Air Station Miramar with its commercial 5G network called the 5G Living Lab. Here, stakeholders meet to develop scalable capabilities and drive innovation to support the DOD's initiatives. Miramar is a unique 5G test location due to its significant exposure to the warfighter end user and proximity to San Diego. These users, like Marines and sailors, live and work at this air station and can use this commercial network for their daily needs, while also enhancing base life experiences like better video quality to talk with their friends and families. In part one of our series, we are speaking with Captain Ben Cohen, who's the director of Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge, and Dominic Bonaduce, who is the product strategy manager for device technology at Verizon, about Miramar's 5G Living Lab, use cases in process, and the plans for the future. And Ben and Dominic, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here. Thanks so much, Matt. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to have you both. And thanks for joining us today. And before we begin, can you tell us each about your roles? And we'll start with Ben. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So I'm the director of the Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge, a really fortunate position for me to be in. I'm an active duty Marine Corps officer, a logistics officer by trade. And now really, really lucky to be here in SoCal focusing on this. So the SoCal Tech Bridge, which is part of the larger Naval X Tech Bridge network, is an organization that's designed to serve as a collaborative space. So to bring together thought leaders, industry and commercial partners, academic partners to connect to the DOD. And here in Southern California, we are particularly focused on installation resilience and energy options at Miramar and then eventually expanding to Marine Corps-based camp penalties. But the opportunities that we drive for, and really what I'm trying to do is advocate for and evangelize and connect, again, with the industry, academic, government, and military stakeholders, and trying to promote the opportunities available to us. And in that realm, the 5G Living Lab, which we'll obviously get into, has been really a huge win. So it's been a tremendous opportunity with the Verizon team and Dominic to showcase what we are capable of doing when we partner together in the right way. That's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. Dominic, would love to hear more about your background and your roles. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. So my role is not dissimilar from that of a traffic controller in that I manage the flow of traffic, or in this case, information, as it concerns uses of 5G commercial connectivity and private connectivity as it relates to innovations and new technologies and capabilities coming out of Verizon that would be used by the public sector end user, like which is represented at Marine Corps Station Miramar, but also the other side around to make Verizon aware of the innovations and utilizations of 5G that are coming out of that military installation. Ultimately, it's to how to be a steward of this relationship, but then, you know, keeping an eye on all the happenings across Verizon that would be relevant to the Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge as well as, you know, Marine Corps Station Miramar and all the different agencies, partners, and organizations that rest there. All right, great. Thanks. I really appreciate you both sharing information about your specific roles. Now let's talk about the Marine Corps Air Station Miramar. Would love to hear more about that, and we'll go with Ben on this one. Yeah, so Matt, 
Marine Corps Air Station uh, Miramar is home to the 3rd Marine Air Wing, which stands in direct support of 1st Marine Expeditionary Force. So here at Miramar, the Air Wing houses five different uh, airframes. So we've got our KC-130 fleet. We've got the MV-22 Osprey fleet, the CH-53 fleet. And then we also have the F-35 fleet, which is really, really exciting. So with all the variants of aircraft that we have here and the support role that they play for First Marine Expeditionary Force, there's a lot of pieces that kind of come into this. And it was sort of this space that has allowed us to become a forward-leaning installation and a forward-leaning organization for the exploration and adoption of innovation and emerging technologies. And so we actually kind of started this journey looking at energy resilience. One of my predecessors now retired, Lieutenant Colonel Brandon Newell and Major Steve Harvey, we started to journey down, you know, how do we start looking at some of the major challenges we're going to face in the future? And energy resilience was kind of one of the first that really jumped out at that. And so the opportunity to capitalize on the tremendous industry and academic ecosystem that exists in the San Diego and Southern California region is really what provided kind of a jumping point for us in that. And Verizon was one of the first to join us, actually, in the overall exploration efforts. But that energy resilience opportunity and agile R&D kind of set us down a really amazing path. And it just happens to be that Miramar is a phenomenal place to begin that exploration, to allow it to expand to other installations for the Marine Corps and other parts of the DOD and enable our commercial partners to get their own value proposition along the way. That's great, Ben. Appreciate those insights. So really, how did the 5G commercial network get established? And we'll go with Dominic on this one. Thanks, Matt. So in that same spirit of Miramar being this kind of perfect balanced ecosystem of different partners and collaborators between your DOD and state and local governments and communities, as well as the academic and commercial ecosystem that exists in the tech field. The 5G network came to be on that installation by virtue of, you know, capitalizing on that ecosystem. It represents a very strong effort of collaboration across commercial industry and government stakeholder coordination and collaboration. So it's kind of two things to know about Miramar when it comes to the 5G network. One, the 5G network that is on that base is our commercial 5G network. And it got there as it is an extension of the San Diego commercial network that is extended into the facility within the perimeter of the base. And we did this by entering into a CRADA with Naval Information Warfare Center Pacific. What that CRADA allowed us to do is to provide a justification for laying down this 5G footprint and to go forth together to achieve each other's mutual learning objectives around the use of that commercial network. So like I said, it was a really good exercise in collaboration between federal government stakeholders, state and local stakeholders, and then industry stakeholders across the region. All right, great. Thanks, Dominic. And we hear that agility is important when it comes to testing and validation. So with that in mind, what makes the 5G Living Lab at Miramar unique to other DOD labs out there? And we'll actually start with Ben on this one. Yeah, Matt. So the Living Lab concept is not necessarily new, but I think it's a little bit unique for the DOD. So we define a Living Lab as the physical space that allows for continued testing and evaluation of a capability in the wild or in the real world. In that respect, Miramar is actually really perfect because the it's sort of an electromagnetically noisy environment, if you will, based on everything that's happening right here. 
So the living lab was a place where we could say, okay, we've achieved success in the lab and the sterile environment with something. And now we want to take it to the next level. Now we want to go see what it can do when we're not controlling all the variables that come with the experimentation. And so the cooperative research and development agreement that that Dom is talking about, which was so fantastic and such a powerful tool for us, allowed us to establish a 5G experimentation area in the real world, kind of in that noisy environment. And while it was available on the commercial side initially for Marines and sailors and their families to use 5G for all the things that 5G is capable of doing, it has laid the groundwork for us to start enabling further experimentation and research on how 5G is an enabling capability for a lot of other technologies or requirements for the U.S. military. And the Undersecretary of Defense Research and Engineering Office for 5G has dedicated specific research efforts at specific locations, which is fantastic. And those folks are doing really, really great work, some of them here in SoCal. The 5G Living Lab is the place where they can then take it from that, again, that sterile environment and put it in front of our warfighters and the supporting elements to see what it's actually capable of. And the great part is that here, 3rd Marine Air Wing, the communications team, the S6 here, has started to jump on this and look at what 5G can really do in a variety of capacities and use cases. So we're, we're just trying to flip the script on the traditional DoD labs. It's a bit of a unique philosophy, and it's definitely new. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but it is that place where we, the DoD, can capitalize on the tremendous progress that our commercial partners are making with emerging and enabling technologies that we want to get our hands on, but we maybe don't know exactly what to do with it yet. And so the 5G Living Lab, which is really starting to come into its own now and was fully enabled through Verizon installing the nodes and towers that they did here at Miramar, lets us really explore that space in a way we didn't imagine before. That's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Dominic, anything to add to that one? Ben said it really well, you know, taking innovations coming out of sterile lab environments and putting them in the real world. But one thing I like to say about the DOD is that, and the public sector at large, is that the needs of the DOD aren't necessarily mutually exclusive to those of commercial interests. You hear a lot about dual-use technologies being employed across the DOD. And we like taking this thesis and really putting it to work. And there's no better place than Miramar for that, given the close proximity to the actual end user. One thing I like to say about a military installation is it's much more than the force projection and the installations that house our men and women in uniform and the civilians that support them. They make up the same ingredients that make up a city. People travel, they eat, they sleep, they play, and they shop all on these military installations. So what better place to take advantage of a real world environment for dual use technologies that can benefit not just the warfighter and their mission objectives, but also the people that support those operations and live on base. That's great. And can you share any use cases being tested or planning to be tested using the 5G network and how really those concepts help to support the DOD's mission? And actually, Dominic, we'll stick with you on this one. So this was really exciting when it was working at Marine Corps Station Miramar and the Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge was my first project when I came to Verizon. And I was lucky enough that as part of that project, we got to debut and reveal Thor, our tactical humanitarian operations response vehicle. And what we did with that is we wanted to test a few real world use cases in support of what we referred to as a collision event, where we got a lot of the different stakeholders and tech companies together to kind of 
see what can happen when we're all allowed to play in a somewhat real-world sterile environment, a simulated austere environment would be another way to put it. So what we explored there was command and control, situational awareness, 5G mesh networking, and some autonomous vehicle use cases all together in this great event where we were able to take an autonomous vehicle, stream live video from that vehicle over a 5G network that was meshed out to this austere environment and allow us to see in high resolution exactly what was right in front of that vehicle. We were also able to apply some command and control elements to that by leveraging some of our third-party partners that were providing situational awareness tools by taking user devices, accessing the network through that same mesh, as well as the direct connection to the 5G network and stream more situational awareness, more video content, but also telemetry and sensor data from user devices, all streaming back to that network through that mesh architecture to educate and show everybody what was happening in the field where they might not be able to see directly by line of sight this vehicle in motion and the support units following it on foot. Excellent use cases right there. Ben, anything to add to that? Yeah, so Dom really hit on it. One of the biggest projects and most successful, which is our E4 project, which is built off of the Verizon for vehicle and conceptual opportunity there. So it, I want to highlight that the use cases we're developing, which I'll dive into a specific one here in a moment, are intended for us to really engage military stakeholders on the requirements development process so that we are getting best of technology in the early stages with critical feedback and continual improvement at every stage of development, as opposed to the traditional process, which has been, here's a set of requirements now provide us a prototype. And the Living Lab is really critical to that. And I want to say that our initial work with Thor and Ethor actually hit that perfectly. I mean, they really highlighted what we were trying to do and what we were capable of doing with a Living Lab and in close cooperation with major industry partners. One of the other sort of emerging use cases is actually going to be looking at a food security living lab here at Miramar. We don't talk about it much, but food security is important and it's especially important to the military. And we do struggle with this just a little bit. Sometimes we don't always have everything we need for for our Marines and sailors. So we're exploring whether or not we can look at containerized agriculture or controlled environment agriculture, some of the sort of CNC 3D printed farming capabilities, if you will, things like the FarmBot. We're working with organizations like Revolution Ag and Amplified Ag and then some local groups like RT's Acres to see if 5G actually enables us to better control our food supply on the installation. You know, to the earlier point of our energy resilience efforts, Miramar was wildly successful in being able to implement microgrid energy capabilities that allowed us to island the installation. Like, hey, that's really cool. But if we can do it with electricity, we probably need to be able to do it with other things. And so we started looking at food options and we started exploring, hey, can 5G be used to enable our food security? Can we actually keep track of our food supply and the supply chain and the impacts on the installation? Does it allow us to share information in real time in a secure fashion that really moves us forward? So we are really excited for how 5G can enable a food security living lab. And our partners are really excited about this. It's another cool opportunity where they get to bring in some of their new sensor capabilities within the agricultural community that get to connect to us. We're looking at unmanned systems that operate on a 5G network that help us monitor and manage our food supply. And so in the grand scheme, you know, that's an emerging one that we're really, really excited about. And I think will get us somewhere. But I also want to highlight that 5G has a role for us to play in installation security. The reality is that our installations have been fairly open. They're fairly accessible. And that's okay. 
We want to have good relationships with the community, of course, but we need to be able to better secure them. So we need to be looking at how we are securing the installations, providing counter intrusion capabilities, counter UAS capabilities, and 5G will enable that. So we're starting to build out some additional use cases right now in line with the recently released installation and logistics uh, 2030 guidance from the deputy commandant for installations and logistics that we identify where 5G, which is already in place here at Miramar, can in fact enable a much faster, smoother, and more secure capability to protect ourselves and manage our installation. All right, great. You know, really because it is a commercial network, have people on the base been able to use it more extensively, say for personal use? And we'll go with Ben on this one. Yeah, they absolutely have. I think one of the funniest conversations I have with folks is when I try to explain the living lab, they assume that the 5G network is like this weird, fanciful thing. And I say, hey, do you have a cell phone? I say, yes. I say, who's your carrier? And 90% of them say Verizon. I say, well, congratulations. If you have 5G, you're operating within our living lab right now. It's the network is the enabler, but it's been available since the day that Verizon installed its first tower. We're just starting to look at other options for how the Living Lab can expand. That's great. And really appreciate both of you spending time with us today. And our last question is a bit more future focused. So what does the future hold for the 5G Living Lab? And we'll start with Dominic. So when we think about the future of the Living Lab, you know, we want to kind of go at it as business as usual. Let's stick to the spirit of the Living Lab and continue testing new and emerging technologies that we want to get in front of an end user and get their feedback. But more pointedly, you know, what we're starting to explore is how do we scale? How do these innovations become, go from experiment in the living lab to actual in a production environment, which is a realistic next step or an appropriate next step when you consider that the first step was to go from sterile lab environment into the living lab. Then we want to go from the living lab into the operational environment. And we had this first great runway of uses and concepts that we've employed and tested. Now we operationalize those while also looking back internally for the next iteration of technology that's going to be disruptive in a good way to the warfighter, to the community within Marine Corps Station Miramar and go through the process again. Because it's been really exciting to see it go from start to finish and then scale from there. We want to just keep that cycle going. All right. Thanks, Dominic. Ben, would love your take on the future focus here. I share Dom's excitement about what the future holds for us. The 5G Living Lab, we believe, will continue to be a really valuable space here at Marine Corps Station Miramar. And we want it to encourage 5G innovation. We want it to encourage the human talent to recognize where this enabling technology can make a real difference for us, like where 5G can change the game for us. I talked a little bit about the Food Security Living Lab which we think is going to be really fun and exciting. We've also explored ideas like 5G as a wireless power grid, 5G for smart installation support on a much larger scale, looking at 5G to support passive radar and counter UAS capabilities as part of our overall installation resilience. There's always something more that we can do, always something more that we can explore. And the 5G Living Lab gives us the freedom to explore that and whatever may follow. Well, this concludes the 5G Power Use Cases of the DoD Series Part 1 Industry and Military Collaboration podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider, where Captain Ben Cohen, who's the director of the Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge, and Dominic Bonaduce, who's the product strategy manager for device technology at Verizon, discuss Miramar's 5G Living Lab use cases and process and plans for the future. And Dominic and Ben, thank you so much for your time today. 
Thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks, Matt.